Hey, you. Yes, you. Listen, before the podcast takes place, I want you to know from whatever how you're listening to this, whether it be on iTunes, Google Play, or some radioactive frequency wave you just have in your stoner brain of yours because you just smoked too much of that good kush or whatever the fuck you like to trip on and just can't realize you clicked on the podcast category for some dope-ass audio. Or wherever you may on right now, whether it be driving down the interstate or some fucked up traffic that you don't want to be in, Walking around the block with your purse-sized dog in one hand and gimmick Starbucks cup in the other. Walking out your place because you can't stand your annoying bitch-ass girlfriend slash boyfriend right now because you're not doing something she slash she told you for the hundredth time today. But you keep going back and you know the flame is still there. Oh, hey, you baby should be taking a shit. Or sit for your country at war right now because you goddamn right we support our troops. So whether this is your first time listening or a long-time staff fanatic, we here on Topics on the Pod... I heard to say welcome. So sit back, relax, roll another one, or whatever the fuck you like to take the edge off, and enjoy the show. You fucking bitches. <laughs> What is up, guys? It is your boy, DJ Stas, aka Jesse, aka the host of the motherfucking podcast. And this is episode 32 of Topics on the Pod. It's going to be a, a very special episode today, ladies and gentlemen. We are doing, uh, it's going to be, episode, I'm going to call this episode the best WrestleMania 35 preview of all time. <laughs> Considering it's going to be probably, like, you know, many all the fuck. Fuck ton of podcasts out there. This is probably one of the probably wouldn't be the latest podcast of WrestleMania 35 preview. You got probably gonna see because as I recorded this in uh, Central Time, it's like 11:40 p.m. So probably the time I record this episode and upload it onto uh, iTunes and uh, Google Play, it's probably gonna be already Sunday. So but I just want to get those away so you know that uh, I wasn't like you know cheating in my predictions and everything. So a lot to talk about. Um, this will probably be the whole episode on topics on the pod. Uh, of course, you know, your boy's going to get some uh, three-ish topics on Google News. But one of them is going to be actually about wrestling because of what happened at the Hall of Fame. As a recording recording, because I just got done watching the Hall of Fame. But we'll get into that in a bit. But, uh, yeah, we're just uh, starting to it. I am uh, just did a couple of, if you're watching my YouTube channels, you're not going to have to do a cheap plug there. I've uh, been doing a f- few reviews of that. I'm currently uh, drinking some uh, Rita's. Uh, spirits right now i have i did review the uh, variety pack of that i have the white peach the uh, pear orange and the strawberry blueberry uh, i'm drinking the uh pour right now i actually i actually i drank a few of them just to try them out so i go out like half a can of each one so i just now poured my uh, strawberry blueberry in there so uh, it's like a 12 pack for like 50 bucks 15 bucks at walmart but uh i'll probably upload that video sometime this week so I'll take a trick here. Oh yeah, they're all six percent, man. I drank already a six pack of uh, Mike's, the Mike's Hard Pineapple. Uh, tangerine. It's not tangerine, but it's like pineapple something. I can't, I can't think of it right now. And oh, it's right here actually. <laughs> I forgot I have the pack over here, like empty pack. It's uh, just over here. Yeah, it's a Mike's Hard Pineapple Mediterranean Lemonade. Yeah, that's what it is. It's not the hard deer, it's just the uh, the regular uh, hard. 
and it's five percent. I'm just now noticing. Uh, I'm looking at this uh, package, man. There's like a fucking spider. Is that a, sp- is that a spider or an ant? It's like, oh no, it's an ant. Yeah, on the package of it, it's, it's like a fucking ant taking a piece of the uh, Mondoranian. Oh wait, oh there's two of them actually. Wow, that's pretty crazy. And there's a little info on that. I actually I didn't talk about this on the uh, review channel, or I haven't uploaded it yet, but I didn't do this in the video when I was reviewing this. So only for y'all, you have to listen on the podcast. Uh, there's a little bio about it below on the, on the uh, six-pack container. It says, uh, my philosophy's always been when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Great lemonade, exclamation mark. I'm just a guy who had a dream about making amazing drinks for my friends. It's all about taste, using the best ingredients to make lemons like nobody ever tasted before. Always passionate about making them ever better, or even better. Taste the difference, hashtag Mike. Or not hash, but it's by, by Mike, whatever. Well, I don't know if it's by, like, everything he makes, but I didn't read that part. I thought it was talking about this pineapple thing, by the pineapple mandarin. But, anyhow, we'll get into the, uh, Google News here. I right, got the, uh, three I want to do. They're pretty close. Uh, the first one's going to be about Coachella, because, uh, I do like to go to Coachella one day. Like, I do, uh, I like this, like, every year when my, you know, we give a job, where I am in life, I try to go, like, at least try to go a good vacation every year, because I did last May, you know, if y'all follow me, um, I used to back then, I did, I only did, like, one review in Vegas, it was, like, some kind of energy, I can't, I think it was, like, energy alcohol drink, I know, it was, I think it was, it was an alcohol drink, but it was, like, uh, it was in Vegas right before I went to Marshmallow concert, but, anyway, that was in Las Vegas, and then, like, before that one, I went to Colorado. But but this, uh, I was trying to go to California, but I think this year I'm just going to go to uh, New York when I go to uh, Woodstock 50. That's my plan for this year. And then next year, I'm, I'm, def- I'm thinking about really going to go out to California. I'm going to have time to go. I'm going to Coachella next year, next April, and uh, spend some time with uh, California life. But uh, there's some news here. Because I know, uh, I think I just started the first week here to Coachella. Because, like, uh, I'm not sure about every other festival, music festival in the United States, but at least. Because, uh, like, I go, I went to the uh, Austin City Limits Festival here last last uh, last October. They have two weekend events, and then Coachella has two weekend events. So, But it says here on by uh, USA Today, it says, Worker dies. And, uh... Worker, worker dies in fall at Coachella Festival uh, stage site. It says, uh, so we'll click on here. This is about six hours ago. Uh, let's see what's mean. Fucking ads. All these articles, man. They want you to like have ads on their art shows. It's ridiculous. I guess that's how you get paid, but okay. Alright, here's what it says. It's a worker dies and fall at Coachella Festival staging site. What it says, in this 2013 file photo, more than 80,000 people crowded in into California for the first weekend of the Coachella Valley Festival. So the snap images from the crowd and including, what, why is that about 2013? Let me just scroll down and see what's talking about today. 
This uh, Palm Springs, California stage hand. I guess the image is from 2013, but I don't want to tell the incident today, but okay. It says, uh, a stagehand who had worked for the Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival for 20 years died Saturday morning after falling while working on a stage where the festival was held. In a writing statement, Golden Voice, the production company behind the festival, confirmed the death and expressed their grief over the loss. Today, Golden Voice lost a colleague, a friend, a family member, or a friend fell while working on a festival stage. It is with heavy hearts and tremendous difficulty that we confirm his passing. He has been with our team for 20 years in the desert and was doing what he loved. Yeah, the desert, because California is fucking good, because it's right next to fucking Nevada. When I went to Vegas, it was like, no, but desert. Uh, but it says, and was doing what best he loved. He was a hardworking and loving person that cared deeply about his team as their lead rigger. He was responsible for the countless incredible shows that have been put on the, at the festival. We will miss him dearly. Uh, San Indo police spokesman Ben uh, Uratron said police received a, a call around 9.30 a.m. Saturday about an incident on the Empire Polo Club grounds. Uh, Sis Gerson said a worker in the staging area had fallen and died the, at the scene. In a, Twitter, in a tweet, uh, Cali Fire reported a traumatic injury. And said a person fell from a roof and perished at the scene. Uh, Gorton said the fire department notified Cali slash OSHA about the uh, instrumental accident. CMC has reported that an eyewitness said the worker was climbing the stage, scale phoning, and fell about 60 feet. In 2014, a Oklahoma woman collapsed during the music festival and later died at the hospital. At the time, investigators hadn't ruled out a drug overdose at the cause of death. Okay, that's kind of random what we're just talking about, but... So, yeah. Definitely, uh... Shout out to, like... This, they give a lot of less credit for, like, the people that actually work on stages like that. I mean, they do a lot of work for that. Um, I wish that person's uh, condolences to his family and friends. Okay. Now we'll get into a uh, different topic here. Uh, I had the, uh, I'll get into the rest of the one last since, uh, we'll get into the next one. I did have, uh, I was going to talk about the, uh, Shazam movie that came out this past Friday. It says, box office Shazam, flying to 50 million plus debuts. This is by the article of Rarity. It was 13 hours ago, so we'll click on this one. It says, uh... Warner Brothers' Shazam is powering to the top of the domestic box office with an estimate of $51 million from 4,000... Oh, video just popped up. Pause that here. Okay. It says, from 4,217 North America locations in its debut, the DC and new light superhero story drew $20.5 million domestically on Friday, along with $29.2 million globally. Shazam's International Cumid is currently sitting at $44 million. Astro Angel stars in the film as a young boy named Billy Bastion, who transforms into the uh, titular adult superhero, which is Zachary Levy. When he says Shazam, David F. Samberg, directed from a script by Henry Gaydon, the film has received an A cinema score and a 91% certified fresh rating on Toronto Tomatoes. Oh, shit. Uh, it says, Paramount's remake 
of Pet Cemetery should conjure up about $23 million from the 3,585 domestic sites after taking in around $10 million on Friday to land its second. Okay. It says Kevin Kosciak and Dennis uh, Weimer directed the second film adaptation of Stephen King's novel, which stars John Lithgow, Justin Clark, and Amy Swinsman. It has a 61% on Rotten Tomatoes and a C plus cinematic score for the topical for horror flicks. Oh, so, yeah, I heard about this. So that's a Stephen King book. Okay. Well, I'm guessing this is like talking about other films, but. Okay, fuck it, we're to keep reading the article. Uh, it says, Meanwhile, three topping performer holdovers while round out the top five of the box office. Uh, Disney's live-action reimagining of Dumbo should pocket another $18 million in its second frame, while the third weekend of Jordan Peele's Us will likely land in fourth with $14 million. Uh, Disney Marvel's Captain Marvel should drop into fifth with an estimate $12 million in its frame. Uh, Dumbo's estimate make marks a steep 60% decline for the large earned element. It's a uh, total 136 million worldwide since its release, with 61 uh, million from domestic theaters. It says Horror Pick Us has totaled 142 million aside for Universal since its March 22 release, along with another 46 million domestic Captain Marvel crossed the 1 billion mark worldwide earlier this week. So opening at a district uh, number six in SCX Films, The Best of Enemies, which is estimated to debut with $4 million from 1,705 theaters. It's earned $1.62 million on Friday. Uh, says uh, Sam Brockwell and Terry P. Henderson star as Ann Out- Outwater and CPL is an unspoken civil rights activist and a Q. Klux Klan leader. Respectively, who reclaimed co-chair a community summit, battling over the aggregation uh, of schools in Germany and North Carolina during the racial charge summer of 1971, the film has received an A cinema score. And it's saying uh, Neon's Aretha reclaimed community raised grace will grace eight theaters this weekend for an estimate eighty-seven thousand. Okay, that's about the end of that article. Now we get to the third uh, new story I want to pick from, which is going to be kicking off the uh, the wrestling topic. I'm going to step here. I'm trying to go to order because uh, I'm going to try to break down the last uh, Raw and SmackDown of the week to WrestleMania, and then the uh, NXT Takeover. Because I did watch that, and then the Hall of Fame, and then uh, my master, my WrestleMania. <laughs> 35 predictions. But, that's what I did say. Because I was watching this live, and I was like, what the fuck is happening with this screenshots? shots? Here's the uh, third topic. It says, uh, Bret Hart jumped by fan during WWE Hall of Fame speech. Uh, excuse me. <clears throat> uh, this, this is by ESPN.com. It's by a dude named Tin Florvanti. Sorry, I can't produce your last name. So we'll see how. Because I didn't watch the old. What he thinks? I, I did watch. I did watch the video. I mean, I watched the Hall of Fame. So what he thinks about his side of this? This is a fan jump the bear. It tackled Bret Hart in the ring during the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony Saturday night at Barclays Center, in New York. 
Hart, who was accepting introduction for the second time. This time, as part of the tag team, the Hart Foundation, along with the late Jim, the Anvil, Nightheart, was standing at the podium inside the ring alongside Nightheart's daughter, Natalia, when a fan wrapped his arms around Hart. Well, when I watch all the videos, because uh, he only just wrapped around his arms around him. Because uh, I watched like different after the Hall of Fame speech, like or I watched like YouTube videos like more about this. Like when he, it's like some dude like in a Ross, like this fucking white. He's like a Caucasian dude, like a Rastafari hat, like dreadlocks, and just fucking tackles this dude. I mean, he tackles, he tackles uh, Bret Hart, and like uh, Natalia is just like locked arms with him, so he's like really uh, dragging along Natalia on the on the ring ground himself. And there's just a bunch of, like, security, I would, I guess security, you want to call it? It wants for, like, you know, security outfits, but security and, like, other wrestlers, like, WWE wrestlers. It's all the people in there, and, like, even uh, Drake Maverick was in there. I'm like, all right, bro, prove your, prove your shit. <laughs> he was in there, and uh, I just remember Edge was, like, staying in the corner. So it's like, it's like a bunch of people, like, regular civilian, regular security, and, like, WWE superstars, just, like, you know, comforting uh, Natalia and Bret Hart. Yeah, it was, it's just a, I'm going to rest this around. I mean, it's just fuck. I mean, I'll, I'll just get this part in the Hall of Fame. I mean, it's just pretty fucked up, man. I'm like, this is like, not just, you know, you attack, I don't know what, oh, I don't know why he would attack, this, attack uh, Bret Hart, but I mean, you know, it's it's not just Bret Hart, but it's like, it's the Anvil Nightheart, man. It's Natalia's father that died. This is his moment, you know, for Natalia to talk about his late dad, and he just ruined it, man. That's just kind of fucked up situation, man. Like, this dude is a fucking asshole for doing this. I'm just gonna put that out there. But yeah, we're, uh, let's see the rest of this article. It says the WWE Network feed of the ceremony went to black for a few moments while the fan was uh, subdued by a large group and removed from the in the ring. Okay, wow. Peter's messing up there. Let's see in the okay. It says video of the incident appeared to show former UFC heavyweight uh, Travis. Brony, who is the husband of WWE uh, Raw Women's Champion Ron Rossi. Uh, it says NWE wrestler uh, Dash Wider among the group that swarmed the ring to protect Hart. Uh, Brony could uh, be seen pulling the fan away and throwing several punches at him while on the ground. Wait, what? Oh, so. Okay, I couldn't even see that part. Ron's husband was like uh, throwing punches at him. Okay. Just one of the rings back. Well, Ronnie could be seen pulling the fan away. Oh, okay. I didn't see that after we look at that. I mean, couldn't tell. Because it was like, it was just like a fuck ton of people just surrounding that, that, that fan, if you want to call him a fan. To say that, it was to say that guy that attacked Bret Hart. So it was kind of hard to see the whole, like, what was going on. But it, it says an over uh, every million fan surpassed our security at ringside and made his way briefly to the ring. W later sent a statement that the individual has been turned over to the proper authorities. It says a law enforcement official told the Associated Press that the 26-year-old man was in custody and facing criminal charges. There you go, young kid. I mean, just a year older than me, man. I'm like, like why, bro? Like you're, you're only like wearing a Rastafari. I just remember like I just saw this white dude wearing a Rastafari. I'm like, what the fuck, man? You're just really stupid. You have a some heat with Bret Hart or what? But yeah, saying it says Hart sixty one was able to finish the speed. Like this is a sixty year old dude, man. Come on. 
Yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, it's all. We're just talking about fucking some of the other alcohol in this. Okay, well, we're gonna see the. Uh, we're gonna do the raw and SmackDown build up. Uh, the raw build up for WrestleMania 35. I thought it was pretty decent. I mean, the mainly one of top topic on is um, the raw or the uh, Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, and Becky Lynch kind of build up when they all got in the cop car scene. I believe that should have been last because you know they're you know they were hyping up like that's supposed to be the main event of WrestleMania, but like that wasn't even the main event or the main segment of Raw, should I say? I mean, it was pretty funny. A lot of people were complaining about. it. I was like, oh, it's you know, I don't know what you call it, too corny. Or and I'm like, come on, it's you're supposed to get lost in entertainment. Of course, they can't fucking get out of a damn cop car like that. You know, whatever. But I still thought like that that scene right there, it should have been. The last uh, part of the uh, the Raw show. Yeah, there for uh, SmackDown. The last segment there was like Kobe Keaton and Dan Bryan. Uh, I thought they should have more heat for that. I think they should have like more had like a physical conversa- conversation. Uh, I thought it could have been a little bit better. But and then the Shane and Miz. I mean, they just they were pretty keeping apart from each other, which I guess I kind of like because. Haven't really been touching, so I'm just gonna be doing like separate programs every week. So I guess it's okay. So I really must touch base on that. I mean, I guess this is already build up. It's not one of my. F- I'm just gonna let you know before I talk about WrestleMania 35. It's not one of my best build ups for WrestleMania 35. I think it's really kind of slacking because they haven't talked about anything about Undertaker at all since. That's one thing they wouldn't talk about Undertaker at all if like he wasn't wrestling anymore. But I mean, he's. Post his schedule for the Saudi Arabia next event in May. So, I mean, come on. Why the fuck are you not saying anything about Undertaker for this rest of, this year's WrestleMania? I mean, you know, like you know, like last year, like, you know, he didn't show up. I mean, the build-up, but, like, you know, we had some indication, like, you know, Cena was trying to call him out. I'm like, okay, we're going to have something with Undertaker. But this year it was like, nah, not at all. It's like, they don't even like, no, nah, I was like, who the fuck Undertaker is? I'm like... Uh, he's supposedly gonna wrestle in South Radio. I'm like, you gotta fucking be there for WrestleMania then if you're still gonna be around. That's just me. Give me another, uh, break here. Alright. And then, uh, Shawn Michaels. Another thing about Shawn Michaels, I'm like, okay, well, uh, he just takes that fucking Savvy Radio money. It doesn't do anything else. I'm like, at least fucking do a WrestleMania payoff, man. I mean, talk about all this religious shit, man, and then you just fucking do like a Muslim pay-per-view. I'm like, that, I mean, you want to, a lot of people want to, you know, talk shit about it. I'm like, that's just how, that's really how it is, man. You just fucking just take that paycheck. Yeah, at least do like a swan song at WrestleMania. You should have fucking faced AJ Styles or something. Instead of like fucking do a random AJ Styles and Randy Orton match, which we'll get into later on, but... Awesome man, he should have did. It should have been Shawn Michaels versus AJ Styles at WrestleMania 35. That's what I see now. I'm like, everyone's pretty hot. I'm like, I'm not. Uh, I was about. It's like really, there's only like two matches I'm really, really want to see at WrestleMania 35. I'm really hot about, but we're gonna send that bit. But yeah, that includes pretty much the build up for SmackDown and Raw. Not, not really care for the build up this last week. Same with, I mean, one of the matches I want to care about is, like, Batista and Triple H, which we'll get into the 
build up or the uh, prediction that I made, but I'm like, all they've been doing, they never even had a, a uh, I mean, the first, uh, first build was like a confrontation, but they should have had, like, I feel like the last Raw, they should have another, had another confrontation, maybe like a brawl a little bit or something, but no, didn't happen. All they did was like, I'm like, oh, if Triple H puts his career on the line, then, or if he, he's got to put his career on the line, if he loses, then he can't wrestle anymore. I'm like, okay. But, all right. So, okay, we'll close out this tab here. We'll get into the, uh, we'll get into the, uh, NXT, NXT TakeOver because it was before the Hall of Fame. So, I got this on Wikipedia. It says, uh, NXT TakeOver New York. It's April 5th, Pampagnana. We're just getting into the matches. There was five matches on the card. Uh, it was the War Raiders, Hansen and Rowe. Uh, the champions uh, was uh, it was versus Aleister Black and Ricochet for the uh, tag team match or tag team. Ta- it was a tag team match for the NXT uh, tag team championship. It will last for twenty minutes. Twenty. I'm just saying this is all based on Wikipedia. So it was twenty one minutes and ten seconds. I thought it was a hell of a good match. It was a respectful match. Uh, I uh, didn't really think uh, Aleister Black and Ricochet was going to win because I guess after this match they're pretty much not NXT superstars anymore because I don't know that whole idea was like really fucking retarded for me. Sorry, I'm like it's the first time I'm like you see like NXT stars just like sticking around on Raw and SmackDown. I'm like, okay, man, are you are you Raw Smack? Are you what do you want to call them? Like main superstars or are you NXT stars? I'm like, pick the other side. I'm like, this is like. First two guys out here doing this shit. Like, either being by NXT or being the main roster. Like, what the fuck? But I think after this, I think this is their swan song. Like, they lost to these guys. And now they're in the main roster. I think, like, after WrestleMania, whatever, they're going to be officially, like, on the main roster brand. So, good on them. It was a good match. And then we had uh, Velotine Dream defeated Nat Riddle at a singles match for the NXT North American Championship. Uh, it lasted 17 minutes, 35 seconds. Uh, I enjoyed this match. Uh, Velotine Dream pretty much got the road up for this dude. Like I was saying, if y'all watch the podcast, like, I don't really watch NXT. The only time I really watch NXT was like the takeover shows like this. Like I was saying, like I knew her Velotine Dream. I never really heard of this Matt Riddle guy. He's pretty much like a typical fucking stoner. Like he... He's pretty much to the gimmick, man. He has fucking long stoner hair. He has like a fucking mushroom on his fucking side tattoo. I'm like, okay. And he wears no fucking shoes, boots, anything. Lionel Rusev, like, uh, at first when he's, I think he wears boots now. But at first he had like a, like, what do you want to call it? Like a, a ankle strap over his shoe or his foot, whatever. This dude looks like wears nothing. He's just bare feet. I'm like. Okay, he's like this typical uh, stoner super dude, pretty much. But he could work though. I mean, it's the first time I've seen him work. You know, he could work. He's pretty. It was pretty good. It was a pretty good match. I'm pretty. It was pretty close. For the Velvet Dream, get this on the roll up. Damn good match. I like to. I like to see where they go on from that. Then we move on to the uh, Walter defeated Pete Dunne singles match for the WWE uh, United Kingdom Championship. Match lasted 25 minutes and 40 seconds. Uh, it was a good match. Uh, I've heard it be done because I listened to him on the podcast with Edge and Christian show. 
uh, hurt. You know, they're building Pete Dunn up because he he had the longest reigner. He had a longer reign than like uh, Brock Lesnar and everything. Like they were like building the fuck out of this guy, and all of a sudden he just gets uh, pretty much squashed by Walter. So I'm like, I guess they have a lot of mental on this Watcher guy. So it's pretty cool to see uh, where they go from there. So that's all I got about got about for that. And then we have the fourth match, which is Shanna Baszler, she was a champion, uh, defeated uh, Ayo Sereri, Benaka Blair, and Kara Sane by submission. It was a fatal four-way match for NXT Women's Championship. Uh, I keep hearing a lot of things that uh, Shanna Baszler is going to be called up after WrestleMania, you know, the Raw after WrestleMania. You know, we'll see about that. I mean, she did retain the title, so that's going to be kind of hard. The match was 15 minutes, 44 seconds, 50, 45 seconds. So, I kind of see it if, like, uh, she lost a match in 54 ways, she may be called up, but she can't retain the championship, so, I don't know, we'll see. And then we had uh, the fifth final match, was Johnny Gargaro versus Adam Cole, and a two out of three false match for a vacant NXT championship match. It was the longest match on the card, which is 38 minutes, 25 seconds. Now, I'm not really a big fan, of, especially in WWE, of the 2 out of 3 falls match because it's always the fucking same. Because it's always like one guy gets a pinfall or submission, whatever, or the other guy gets a pinfall or submission. It's always one and one. All the time. I'm like, there's no fucking point. They're like, oh, he got a pinfall. Oh, he got a pinfall. I'm like, it, it really doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, Adam Cole, I think, I was right, Adam Cole got the first pinfall, I mean, I don't remember the whole thing, I just know Adam Cole got the, the last pinfall, and then Johnny Gagano got the last, the next one, and then Johnny got one again. I'm like, I don't, I don't care, mate, I don't, I don't care. But it was good match overall, and I was like, I just don't like that, uh, that gimmick of a match, if it's gonna go that way. It's like, either you fucking... Squash the dude two times or not? You know what I mean? Alright, and uh, that's pretty much it for the NXT TakeOver New York. Then we're going to the Hall of Fame. I don't know. I'm just looking at this. I'm like, all the uh, individuals that got inducted to the Hall of Fame is uh, the Hockey Top Man. He's just the Hockey Top Man. Which is uh, Wayne Ferris. He was inducted by Jimmy Hart. He was the one-time and longest-reigning WWE Incarnate Championship at a record 40, 445 days. Uh, excuse me. And then we have... It's like it's like recorded by individuals and then groups, pretty much. So, you can tell. It's like a little bio here, but I'm not going to read that shit. But yeah. Pretty good because I've never seen Hulk Hogan. Even ever since I've been watching wrestling since '05, he's never been like a run-in or he's never been. As long as I remember, like he's never been involved in anything in WWE since I've been watching WWE. So it's pretty interesting just to see him uh, live on TV. I guess. I mean, it's pretty cool. He came out in that. Uh, I, I think it was a cat light. It's pretty cool. He loved his. He had his gimmick as he came out, so it was pretty pretty cool to see. And then we had uh, Tori Wilson, who was adopted by Stevie Keeler, top top sexy beautiful women. Uh, it says that she was a key figure in WCW's invasion of WWE, 
and a portable member of the WWE's women's division who helped blaze a trail for women in sports entertainment, was featured on the cover of Playboy twice during her WWE career. Oh, so she was the cover of Playboy. Oh, yeah, I remember back then, yeah, because there were more sex back then. So they still did Playboy back then, when Playboy was still a thing. <laughs> ah. And then there was uh, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, who was inducted by Hulk Hogan. He was a uh, one-time WWF Tag Team Champion. What is also known his name is uh, Edward Leasley. And then we get into the group nominations. Uh, trying to go to order here. Uh, yeah, I remember the order because it was right here down below is the uh, the Heart Foundation, which uh, Bret Hart, two-time inductee now. He was inducted by himself. He was previously inducted in 2006 for his individual career. And then Jimmy Neidhart. Uh, he was a one-time NWA Southern Heavyweight Champion. Uh, they were inducted by Natalia. And they were both together a two-time WWF Tag Team Champion. Which is kind of weird because... Okay, Natalia is the uh, inductee, right? But they both came out together, so... I don't know about that. But and then, before, you know, you know, during the uh, speech, and then this that, you know, I was saying earlier that a fucking dude just like tackles. I mean, what, you know, it cuts out. It just, it just shows like a dude, some dude, white dude in a fucking <laughs> raw safari fucking hat, dreadlocks, fucking attacks Bret Hart. And then it just cuts away, goes to the fucking crowd, and then when you see back, it's just they're just standing composing each other. But if you look on YouTube videos and whatnot, I've just seen, like, uh, he tackles Bret Hart, and Natalia's, like, holding on to him, and they both fall to the ground. And just a bunch of security and WWE superstars just, like, get this dude and fuck it. Well, apparently, you know, the article I said, apparently, Ronald Rossi's husband starts punching him in the face, I guess. But, I mean, it's kind of hard to tell all those people, like, surround this dude, so... I don't know. That was a weird incident, man. <laughs> that's weird, because, like, you know, all about heart failure, you know, you know, rest in peace to Owen Hart. I'm like, it's something that didn't happen to him. You know, that's... I mean, of course, not a fan, fan irritation about that. I'm like, it's just kind of weird how the... You know, like, 2019, I'm like, oh, that's something that still today. That's really weird. But it was good on them that, um, after the incident, you know, Bret Hart and Natalia still finished the speech. You know, Stealth came, gave the condolences to uh, Jimmy the Knife Hart Heart, because he damn well deserves that, and for his passing, so, um, Jill Neidhart, Jim Neidhart, he very deserves that, so, that's that's very good, they came with a finesse professional and kept going with the speech, so, very well deserved, and fuck that dude for fucking ruining that speech. Okay, and then we have the uh, next group, which is the Harlem Heat. Which was Booker T, which is also known as uh, Robert Hoffman, and then Stevie Ray, which was Lash Hoffman. Which I didn't know that. So I mean, that's really weird. I mean, he called they call him Stevie Ray, but it's Lash. Ho okay, why does he call him Lash Hoffman? I mean, why is Stevie? That's like a totally different name, but okay. But for Booker T, stats is the uh, two-time inductee, previously inducted in 2013 for his individual career, and. Stevie Ray is a one-time WCW television champion. 
Uh, they didn't. Yeah, I just saw it when they come out. They're like, they didn't get inducted by nobody. They just came out. That's why at first I'm all like, so they're not getting inducted by anybody. Okay. But together they were a ten-time WCW World Tag Team Champion. That was a hell of a speech for them. Yeah, pretty much Booker T was looking up to his older brother. He just kept rehashing that the whole speech. No Spinner Rooney, so disappointing for that. <laughs> he is he acknowledged that. I was like, no, I'm not doing Spinner Rooney, you fuckers. <laughs> and then we had the main event was the uh, D Generation X. Uh, they also got it done by nobody. And it says uh, in the section of the WWE recognized uh, qualities. It says uh, one of the leading factions of the Attu era. They are credited as having pushed the envelope. As what was accomplished on TV. Different versions of the group existed into the 2010s. With the New Age Outlaws, Road Dogg and Billy Gunn, and Triple H and Shawn Michaels having held the WWF slash World and WWE Tag Team Championship as part of the faction. It's really fast to fuck out of me, man, because like, I figure you know, Triple H is his ego. He would probably do like an individual, individual uh, Hall of Fame thing for himself, but no. This is his first time he's he's a Hall of Famer and now he's in a within a group. You know, Shawn Michaels is the only one in this whole thing that's actually had like an individual uh group. That's it shows right here. Uh it says Shawn Michaels, what's his name? Michael Hickenbottom. <laughs> Wait, really? That's his name wow, I thought his whole name was Shawn this whole time. Okay. Is a two-time inductee. He, pre- he was a breeze inductee in 2011. For his- wow, it was 2011? Damn, I feel old. It was his real career. Triple H, uh, Paul Lemicure, however you fucking say it. Nine-time WWF slash E champion, five-time World Heavyweight champion, and five-time WWF and the Cardinal champion. Won the 1997 King of the Ring in 2002 and 2016. Where we will match. Then they had China, which is Quan, Chuan Luer. It says, appears to be the first woman to be participated in the World Roman match and King of the Ring tournament, and first and only woman to hold the WF Intercontinental Championship, which, is, which she held twice. Also, Held the WF Women's Championship once. Okay. They yeah, have Billy Gunn, which is Monty Snop. 10 time WF Tag Team Championship. Wait, 10 time? I thought they were both. Oh, I guess they were tag team. Okay. Well, I'm just going off here. It's a 10 time WF Tag Team Champion, one time WE Tag Team Champion, one time WE Intercopio Champion. One-time WWE Hardcore Champion, 1999 King of the Ring Rigger. Then we have Road Dog, which is a.k.a. Brian James. Five-time WWE Tag Team Champion. One-time WWE Tag Team Champion. One-time WWE Incarno Champion. One-time WWE Hardcore Champion. Then we have Xbox, Sean Wobbin, which is his podcast. He is the uh, two-time WWE European Champion. Two-time WWE Lightweight Heavy Champion. Two-time WCW Cruiserweight Champion and four-time WDF Tag Team Champion. One-time WCW World Tag Team Champion. So we never won the uh, 
them and the uh, road dogs. They never won the big one. It's a funny segment for them. I do glad they gave respect to China. That was a big one because a lot of people. Ever since she died, like people just wanted to get into Hall of Fame, so I'm glad they gave her the um, respective knowledge for her. Uh, that's pretty much it. I mean, <laughs> pretty much it. Pretty saddens. Like, I mean, they did change the whole um, senior of the Hall of Fame. So I've been watching this since '05. You know, they just come in the ring and start talking and have a shorter segment. Ever since fucking uh, Hillbilly Jim did like a f- hour segment, <laughs> which they a lot of them fucking like. Uh, what are you going to give them shots for, I guess? So that's pretty funny. But all in all, it's, it's pretty entertaining match, except for that douchebag that interrupted uh, the Hard Foundation ceremony. So. Alright, now we'll get into the main event. The WrestleMania 35 prediction. Welcome to WrestleMania Predictions, hosted by your host, SS Fanatic, Nijestash. Sorry, I just had to put myself over right there. <laughs> also, over before this WrestleMania, uh, I don't know if you want to follow me on social media, but I've been trying to do this. Uh, I do my YouTube channel. I do challenges. I've been trying to, like, face this dude named uh, Sean Bolton for, like, a, uh, like an Arby's sandwich and 35 beers shots challenge. And, uh, uh, he's, he's, he's been boycotting me, man. I think he's just wanting to be a jobber. But, I mean, we're talking about, I try to tell him to do, like, a, like tomorrow's recording on Sunday. Do this challenge, but, uh. He's just been busy with other uh, recordings, but I think this would be a jobber. Or a jabroni, when you want to call him. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a little uh, fun beef heat we got with each other. But, uh, he probably won't even listen to this fucking podcast. Who knows? You know, he just, he just want to be uh, Mad Zion's that Mimi, Mimi guy anyway. With what? What? <laughs> nah, I was getting my way. We're supposed to plan this thing soon, but I was hoping we'd do it Sunday, but. I'm gonna post a Sunday. I'm gonna post a Sunday anyway, and just uh, upload it to him and see if he responds. So, let's see if he was a man enough to do it. Calling you out, Sean Brotherton. Whoever you know, you know this dude from the guy on Ruckus. You know this million on Ruckusini. He's a uh, Matt Zion's bitch. Matt Zion's bitch. Mimi bitch. Then what? <laughs> nah, I was kidding. But we'll see. We'll see how that goes with that. That's my next challenge versus challenge. Be Sean Brotherton. See if he, because uh, he's a WWE fan too. So he knows how we do these sort of promos and all that. All right, now I'm all third can here. I want the uh, white peach now. All right. Okay, we'll get into this. It says WrestleMania. Th- I'm not Wikipedia now. It says WrestleMania 35. It says will be the 35th annual WrestleMania Professional Wrestling Pay Per View event and WWE Network event produced by WWE for their Raw, SmackDown, and 205 Live brands. It will take place on April 7, 2019, at the MetLife Stadium in East 
Rutherford, New Jersey, which is right now today as I'm recording, still recording at 12.23 a.m. Central Texas time. In my last department of good old Central Texas. Since this event is set to include the first ever women's main event in WrestleMania history. Ronda Rousey, the baddest bitch on the planet. I know they want to say that, but they can't say it on TV. And it's Charlotte Flair, the motherfucking queen. And the motherfucking man who has a sexy-ass bikini shot on Pornhub. I don't know if it's still on other sites, but it was also on Pornhub. Becky Lynch, which she had a different name back then on Pornhub. Well, face each, which is my go-to girl to win this match. We'll face each other in a winner-take-all triple threat for the both the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championship. All right. Now we'll get into the background of this show. And it says, WrestleMania is considered WWE's flagship event. Ranked the sixth most valuable sports brand in the world by Forbes. And having been described as the Super Bowl of Sports Entertainment. The event will be the first WrestleMania to be held in the state of New Jersey since 2013 at the same venue. This is the fourth WrestleMania to be held in the state of New Jersey and the sixth in the New York State Monoplazanet area. The two official theme songs for the event are Work by Chris Classic and Love Runs Out by One Republic. Oh, really? Okay, I love One Republic. <laughs> I gotta listen to that song again. Uh, it says, On November 5th, 2018, travel packages for the event were sold. Tickets went on sale on November 16th, 2018, with individual tickets costing around $35 to $2,500, which I recently tried to look at those tickets uh, a couple of days ago. The only tickets available when I was like, cheapest one's like $200, fucking dollars, man. Because <laughs> I remember when I went to WrestleMania uh, 30. Uh, in New Orleans, you know, the first time I went to New Orleans, you know, last, was it last year they went to New Orleans? Yeah, last year they went back to New Orleans. I went to New Orleans the first time in 30, it was only, I think it was only like, uh, 60 some dollars. Granted, I had cheap sheets, like, it was, it was on the hard camera too, like, I was on the hard, the side of the hard camera. And, yeah, the right, I don't know, you go on the right side, and it was like 60 some dollars, I remember. I was able to buy some beer and uh, some uh, crawfish pie. <laughs> but anyway, it says, uh, On the March 11th episode of Raw, current wrestler Alexa Bliss, even though she hasn't been fucking wrestling really since the Royal Rumble, because she had that concussion, was revealed as the host of WrestleMania 35. On the follow-up episode, Elias announced that he would have a musical performance at the event, which you will probably get fucking interrupted. Probably, probably John Cena or The Undertaker. Who the fuck knows at this point? Then we have the celebrity involvement in this section of the Wikipedia. It says, as is WrestleMania tradition, multiple celebrities will take part in the event. It's not really tradition because no celebrities will fucking take a part in WrestleMania 30. That's a bullshit lie. <laughs> Let me go sip here. On March 4th episode of Raw, Colin Jones and Michael Che of Saturday Night Live were introduced as special correspondents for the event and were later entered in the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. John Jett will perform the Hearst song, Bad Reputation Live for Ron Avizi's Ring of Entrance. 
gospel music star and saturated radio host Yolanda Adams will perform America the Beautiful to kick off the main card of WrestleMania. What do you mean kick off the main card? Okay. And then we, uh, I'm going to skip the fucking storylines because if you don't want to you just fuck off. Okay. Now we're getting to the uh, matches. As we have here, there are 16, 16 uh, confirmed matches for WrestleMania 35. A lot of people keep it. oh, there's so many goddamn matches, man. I'm like, okay, bro, y'all need to calm the fuck down about these matches. Like when I went to uh, Hell in a Cell pay per view in San Antonio, there were ten matches, I believe. And then the uh... okay, let me look back at this. Actually, I don't want to be fucking wrong. Just, uh... oh, okay, it's my podcast. I'll look back how many matches there were. Uh, uh, excuse me. Was that was a great year for me, man? It was like right here in Texas. Both seen by both game of matches I want to see. The Hell in a Cell and Lucas in the Chamber. Or San Antonio then in uh, Houston. Yeah, okay. There was eight matches in the uh, Hell in a Cell pay-per-view. And then we'll go to Elimination Chamber. There was seven matches, so there's actually less one match match on this one than the last. Especially this dope. I mean, it's fucking WrestleMania, man. You're paying a lot more matches for these events, okay? Okay, okay. Okay. I love joining both of those matches. Okay, so let's go by Wikipedia order. Go here. Get my sip here. Uh, this is definitely not going to be the order, but this is by Wikipedia right now as we're recording. It says, Brock Lesnar, which is the champion, versus Seth Rollins. Singles match for the WWE Universal Championship. Yeah, just build up. Yeah. I mean, even last year, like it was Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns. And like everyone thought, oh yeah, Roman Reigns is definitely going to fucking take this shit. No, didn't happen. Roman's got the shit bait out of him and fucking lost. Uh, I was looking for this. Um, I know uh, they actually confirmed now that Brock Lesnar is supposed to have this USC fight against Daniel Cormier in August. Uh, even then, uh, I don't see it. I don't see several. I mean, I would like to see several ones win, but I'm, I'm just going by this record as a betting man because I may actually be, may go and bet online and bet some of these matches, man. You know, shout out to uh, Steve Austin's former podcast. I say former podcast because he hasn't made any new fucking podcasts in a while. But he uh, backed up Ben Online. If I've been on Ben Online before, I actually been on some uh, UFC fights before. I actually been on the uh, U- uh, UFC fight against uh, Conor McGregor and uh, Khabib, which I did lose that mat- that, <laughs> lose that. I did lose that money on it because I did bet it on Conor. So. It's going to be more interesting for me because I'm like, I'm going to try it again. I got some money. I'm not sure if it's going to bet online, but I'm going to look. It's, it's like a few, couple gamma slides I can look on. But we're trying to bet on the, these this card here. But uh, I'm, I'm saying as a betting man for all these, it'd be nice if everyone's win, but I'm a betting man. I'm betting Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar is going to fucking win this match. 
And we have number two, which is going to be, uh, yeah, this is way off. Way off of the card. <laughs> uh, I'm just going Wikipedia standards. But it's, uh, I know it's the main event. It's uh, Ronda Rousey, which is the Raw champion, versus Charlotte Flair, which is the SmackDown champion, versus Becky Lynch, who is, of course, not a champion. It's a winner-takes-all triple threat match for the WWE Raw Women's Championship and the WWE SmackDown Women's Championship. Yeah, I don't know. I hope they unify the championship. It's kind of like, you know, all WrestleMania 30 when I went there. Because uh, it was like Randy Orton and John Cena when they uh, put both titles on the line. You know, it was in that ladder. Oh, I, guess, I think it was, yeah, it was a TLC match. And Randy Orton won that. <clears throat> and then it wasn't unified, but they just had both titles. And then they eventually... Uh, uh, did they? Yeah, I think... Yeah, they did unify it eventually. And then they just separated again. So... My prediction is they're going to fucking unify it again at some point. But I'm going to think, yeah, no doubt. Like, I mean, it's not a doubt, but I'm just, as I'm betting right now, I'm, I, I, I obviously, and this can go anyway because I've heard, you know, everybody on the fucking Blue Middle podcast, you know, think Bronner Rodgers is going to fucking leave after this match. You know, go fuck your husband and <laughs> have a kid. You know, you know, her, you know it's what you want to do, man. You want to have some kids? Go take some out and have some kids. Charlotte Flair can easily win this match too. But a Benny man, everyone, the crowd, Becky Lynch. This has got to be Becky Lynch, man. Becky Lynch has got to win this match. That's my take on that. That cop, that uh, last Raw scene, which should have been the main, it should have been the last thing in the Raw. It was, pretty, it was pretty fun to watch that. There's some pretty brutal shots in there. Like, uh, was it Charlotte? Was it Charlotte that did the knee to Ronda in that, that uh, window? Of the cop car, I think so. I'm not. I remember that. I remember, I remember that distinct saw, but I'm not sure which girl was on who on that. But that was a that was a, that was a brutal shot. But that should have been the, that should have been the inside. I mean, if you are promoting that this is the reign of WrestleMania, you should have ended off with the three ladies as well. But you know, that's that's just my take. But yeah, Becky Lynch. I'm going with Becky Lynch for that match. And then we have number three, Bernie. Buddy Murphy versus T- Tony Nese for the sequence match for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, like I, said, I have not watched 205 Live since Enzo Mori left, or not really left, but I got fired from uh, 205 Live. Or, yeah, oh, yeah, pretty much fired from WWE, which I still remember he fucking, you know, fucking botched from uh, Survivor Series. Which is hard to believe, like, no one noticed he actually got into fucking Survivor Series. But anyway, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with Bunny Murphy because uh, he's more over me than Tony Nese. It's all I can think about that. Uh, and then we have the fourth match, Triple H versus Batista. No host bar match. It says if Triple H loses, he must retire from American condition. Uh, okay. Now, the way the story is built, Batista is a heel in this match. Triple H is a baby face. Batista's uh, like, oh, you've never beat me every three times. Because I watched this build, because this is pretty much when I first started wrestling in 05. Because that was the first WrestleMania I did watch was 21, Batista versus Triple H. And Batista was the babyface during that time, because he was in Evolution, and Triple H pretty much turned on him. And after that, a few couple more times, there was backlash where uh, Triple H would have won, but like the referee got unconscious at the time, so Batista still won, and they had a hell of a sell match. Batista still won. Of course, Batista, <laughs> his promo, 
this us promo was pretty good because all he had to do was like show that fucking promo pretty much for all three of those matches and then say, oh, kiss my ass. So, yeah. It, I don't know, man. It could go the way, but it's, it's pretty kind of hard to really do. But if it's a career on the line, I'm like, yeah. I think Triple H is probably going to still compete at that separate running match. So, yeah, I'm going to bet for Triple H. I mean, it really doesn't make sense because Petito's like, oh, I want to go one match for Triple H. I mean, but you've already beat him three times. But I don't know because I guess they have a good relationship with each other. But I don't know. For me, I'm like, it, should be, it really should have been like a career versus career match because, you know, it was great to see Batista at WrestleMania 30 because I watched him growing up at 21. But it was kind of a bad time, too, because everyone thought he was gonna, everyone was going to be behind Batista at that point. But really, it was Daniel Bryan, which is why they put Daniel Bryan in the main event anyway to beat Batista and Randy Orton. So it was kind of a bad time for Batista. But ever since he became, you know, magic uber star for Galaxy of the Galaxy, Everyone fucking loves him, but he's a hill for this fucking match. And now Triple H is the baby face, so uh, it's kind of hard. But they put Triple H's career on the line, so it's really kind of hard to dig. But the way I'm, they're thinking they're going with this, and WWE logic, <laughs> not fan logic, I'm going to go with Benny Man. I want to go with uh, Triple H winning this match. And then we have number five, which is Kurt Angle versus Baron Corman. Singles match, which... They should have put Karangle's Fairware match, I guess. Uh, I definitely seen Karangle win this match. I'm hoping to God there's something more than this. Now, I think it's Baron Corbin. I mean, you know, always a newer guy should be with a legend. You know, keep, you know, because I mean, Granny Corbin Corbin people think he sucks, but he's a newer guy. I mean, if he's gonna stay in the business a long time, you know, fucking keep pushing his career, but. If anything, if you're going to keep, you know, keep the fans happy, even John Cena came out with the, uh, when he introduced that lady for the, uh, uh Warrior Award, uh, they won it in the face corner. I mean, please, for the love of God, let Carnegie beat Baron Corbin and then fucking have Carnegie versus John Cena. Please, for the love of God, make that happen. But, if that doesn't happen, I'm just saying right now, Carnegie, yeah, definitely going to squash Baron Corbin and win. Even though some people don't like, you know, W Logic, I'm like, oh, you gotta lose on your way out. You know, some people didn't. I mean, think, take Edge for instance. He fucking lo- he won the World Championship match on his way out and fucking vacated it. So it doesn't always work that way. But same with this is, I'm gonna think Corona's gonna win, and maybe John Cena comes out. But if it doesn't happen, I'm just saying Corona's gonna win this match. Okay, and then we go for number seven, which is AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Is this regular Cena's match? Uh, this can go either way. I mean, they kind of really... I was like, uh, for the SmackDown build-up. I didn't really talk about it. Until, I'm just going to talk about it now. Uh, they did a... I think they, yeah, they did another contract signing, too. Right? Or they just... No, no. It was on the Cam Ellis show. Right. Yeah. Uh, they had a little conversation. I mean, they pretty much already gave it away. Because uh, I already talked about, like, okay, AJ's going to do his finisher, the Clouds Clash, and Randy Orton does an RKO, RKO to that and finishes the match. So they've already shown what the fuck can already happen. But, okay, maybe they just show that and it doesn't happen at WrestleMania, but, okay, I don't know. It can go either way, but uh, 
I don't, you know, <laughs> WWE Logic, they'll probably just fucking do it again. So I'm thinking Rainy Orton's gonna probably win this match. Yeah, I want to go Rainy Orton. Not much you can really go from that. All right, now we go with the eight match, which is on here is the Andre the, the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Uh, doesn't say on here. Well, the tips are. I just I know for sure. It's uh, Braun Strowman versus the SNL guys. Don't know everyone's going to win. You know what? I'm just going to say Braun Strowman's going to win this match. I don't think I'm not. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure. He, yeah, he's not won this match. So I want to go with Braun Strowman just, just to fuck cuz. I'm not going to. I won't bet on this match and fucking have a betting site. But I would just say Braun fucking Strowman. Whatever. And then number nine. Oh, I have, have peas on this next to the. Uh, uh, Wikipedia, so I guess they aren't noticed. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, it says any okay. So, C it says refers to the championship headline to it, and it says P in the match will take on the pre show, but it says card to accept this change. So, they're saying the Battle Royal will become pre show, and the center was the uh, cruiserweight. Even though when I went to WrestleMania 30, the uh, Audrey and Mortar Battle Royal wasn't on the pre show. Anyway, uh, excuse me. Uh, number nine, Samojo versus Mary Mysterio for the United States Championship match. Uh, it's kind of a little controversy because uh, apparently what's been on the rumors is that uh, Rey Mysterio got hurt. That's why he didn't face another match on uh, SmackDown or Raw, whichever it was, against Karn Angle. So, uh, keep it up in the air about Rey Mysterio. I mean, I hope he's okay. I mean, I still have to see this match. But uh, if this match still, let's just say, you know, Rey Mysterio is okay, I'm going to go with Rey Mysterio. I like to see Rey Mysterio in this match, take over Samoa Joe. Because Rey Mysterio, if he does win this match, he's going to be the, uh, what do you call it, Grand Slam champion? Yeah. So, yeah, I'll go with Rey Mysterio in this match. Diamond's a build-up because they just kind of throw this together. They had his son on there a couple of times. Maybe the son getting involved or something. Uh, then we have number 10, which is Bobby Lashley, who was a champion versus Finn Balor. Single match for the WWE Championship. Uh, it's already confirmed that Finn Balor knows the fucking prize. Unfortunately, he's going to come out as a demon. I mean, why fucking announce it? But, okay. So, that already tells me that Finn Balor is going to fucking squash Bobby Lashley. Because, as Finn Balor's been the demon, he's never lost a match. Or never lost a match to the demon. You know, God forbid you don't fucking do it for a, a title match, a big title match like against Roman Reigns for the WWE Championship, but whatever. <laughs> but yeah, uh, if it wasn't for the Demon character, I would probably say Bobby Lashley, but there's a Demon coming out. Yeah, I'm going to say Finn Balor for this match. That's all i got to say. I've seen this for a limited chamber, so. And then we have uh, Levin. Which is Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre singles match. Now this match could really go either way, but uh, you know, feeling for this, you know, Roman Reigns came back from his leukemia treatment. He's apparently all good to go. You know, Drew McIntyre doing a hellish heel promo about that, all that stuff. Uh, it would really put over Drew McIntyre as a heel if you beat Roman Reigns, but uh, this time of frame, I really don't see. Roman Reigns losing, so I'm gonna go with Roman Reigns. I mean, it's. I mean, Drew McIntyre has been pretty much beating up Seth Rollins and mainly, mainly, uh, 
Uh, fuck it. Dean Ambrose. He didn't really beat up Dean Ambrose, so yeah, I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go with Roman Reigns for this match. And then we have number twelve, the Boston Hug Connection, Bailey and Sasha Banks. Horrible name. Versus Beth Phoenix and Natalia, which is the Iconics. Billy Kay and Peyton Royce versus Nia Jax and Tamina. Uh, it's a fatal four-way tag team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Uh, really, this could really go any way, man. I mean, this this could get really get to anybody. I mean, Bailey and Sasha Banks. It became you know I was there for the Women's Chamber match. It became the first time Bailey or first time Women's Championship match in this era. Not the first time, but in this era, it's the first time. Uh, Beth and Natalia, I mean, pretty be pretty good since you know Beth Phoenix came back. Be really good for Natalia now since that fucking fan room, that Hall of Fame. I mean, you're really allowed to give them to him now. <laughs> the Iconics, you know, they're uh, the green girls coming out there, and uh, Nia Jax and Mina, you know, botch ass girl, big ass girls that want to hurt people. <laughs> Shit, this is this is really hard. I like Beth Phoenix because. Uh, I seen her in the first first W uh, show I went to. It was a Raw in Dallas. This first show in us and uh, uh, I forgot who she faced, but she was the champion at the time. It was back in uh, 2012. So you know, fuck it, man. I'm gonna go with uh, Beth Phoenix and Natalia. I'm gonna go with them. It's the I don't think they're gonna take the titles. Just cause. All right, the 13. We're gonna have oh, I'm gonna say the Monday Night Raw before then, but Beth Phoenix uh, did that spot. I think it was was it? I don't remember it was Jax or Shamina, but that spot through the uh, security barrier. Oh, that was that was tight. But okay, we're gonna go with uh, thirteen. Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston for the singles match for the WWE Championship. All right, man, just gotta say, Kofi Kingston, he's he's gotta win this fucking match, man. He has got to win this fucking match, man. I mean, it wasn't planned earlier for this match. How everyone fucking sees it, it was, you know, uh, Lee, he got injured before Levinson Chamber. They put Kofi Kingston in his place, you know, he showed, you know, his, I don't even want to say it, he showed, he knows shit, he was supposed to be in this, he showed his shit, you know what I mean? He did that hour gauntlet match, whatever, before then, he did another gauntlet match, he did a great match in the Levinson Chamber. When I was there in the Losing Chamber match, like, I was I was rooting the fuck out of Kofi, man. Like, everybody in that arena wanted Kofi to win, man. Every fucking buddy. It was pandemonia, Rasa. As I listened to the uh, Yo-Yo Punk. It was fucking insane. Everybody wanted Kofi to win, man. I'm serious, man. Everybody. It's got to happen, man. Kofi, it's been 11 years. There's a, I mean, a lot of people, you know, think, think about um, Roddy Piper. X-Pac, you know, I mean, I was somewhere earlier, they rolled off. They never had a championship. Coming Kingston, you know, this time of year, he's got, got to pull the trigger, man. you got to pull the trigger, man, to let it happen. Just let it fucking happen, man. Coming Kingston's got to win this. Even, even though it's a short term, maybe, he, you know, I'll do like a Zack Ryder. He fucking, you know, he wins the current championship, WrestleMania, and loses the next time. Just, just be a moment. Just let Coming Kingston get this match that night, man. Just, just let it happen. I was going to say, 100%. I'll, I'll bet this online. I'll bet this. I'm going to bet money on this, bro. Coming Kingston, going to win this fucking match. 
I'll, I just like to build up for this, how uh, they're pretty much thinking, like, it's pretty much like a 30. Like, you know, they thought Brian was a B-less player. Now they're putting Kobe Kingston as a B-less player, even though Kobe Kingston has been around longer than they fucking Daniel Bryan for the WWE. So, I'm going with Kobe Kingston for this match. And then we have uh, number 14, uh, WrestleMania, Women's Battle Royal. Uh, just, you know, whatever. It's, I don't know all the women for this. I know... I think Oscar's supposed to be this match, and we'll go over Oscar because we got fucked over from Charlotte. I'm just going. I'm just. I'm just going with Oscar just for this. I, not really much. I want to talk about this. Let's go over Oscar. Uh, and then we go for the 15. The Usos. Uh, wait a minute. This is not even all the matches, man. Because it's not even. It doesn't even have the Miz and. and uh, yeah, it doesn't even have the Miz and a Shaman Man in this match. Oh, I missed it. Oh. My bad, guys. <laughs> I've been kind of drinking. Uh, yeah, it was after the current... On Wikipedia, it was after the uh, current angle and Baron Corbin match. It was six Shaman Man versus the Miz. It was right before the AJ Styles were... I don't know how I missed that. I thought I, I thought I wouldn't order. My bad. Yeah, it was number... Let me let me cover this real quick before I go after the 15. Yeah, it says uh, number, number six, Shaman Man versus the Miz for the False County Order match. Uh, yeah, uh, basically Shaman has a heel for this, Miz is a face, right before that, uh, last build up, uh, Miz did, like, a fast count or anywhere against the, uh, Sandy, is it the Sandy, yeah, three of them, did a good match, did a good match, uh, you know, Mrs. Da- I hope Mrs. Dad is gonna be involved in this somehow, uh, definitely thinking Mrs. is gonna win this somehow, I just, not everyone else podcast I'll just do pain mask gonna probably do some huge spot, gonna miss and miss is gonna capitalize. It's pretty much simple as that. I know I forgot about that. I forgot to relook this match, but that's pretty much it. <laughs> I'm going for miss. Okay, then we'll go back to the uh the tag team match from fifteen is the Usos, Jane Jay, and Jim Uso versus Ring on the Champions versus Ring of Shane and Oscar Black versus the Bars, Cesaro and Shamans versus Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev for the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team match for the WWE's Phantom Tag Team Championship. Now, this can go really in a way because, as I was saying, I watched the uh, NXT TakeOver New York. We were going to show you Lester Black loss. So, if they're actually full-time WWE Super- or main rosters now, it'd be pretty cool to see them win. I mean, that'd be kind of off the wall. Uh, probably won't bet real money on this, but you know what? I'm going to bet on the NXT Superstar. New superstar. I want to go Alistair Beck and uh, Ricochet. I want to go. I think they're gonna upset it and fucking take that match. And now we're gonna go to the so-called claim Wikipedia main event, <laughs> which is the the Re- revival Dash Water and Skull Dawson champions for versus Gold Hawkins and Zack Ryder. So this is from for the tag team match for the Raw Tag Team Championship. Yeah, don't. See, Carter Hunter and Zachary win because they're both been jobbers for a long... I mean, what? You know what? Maybe. Actually, I may change my mind. The Ryder been championship for a while. I mean, it would, you know, because, you know, Zachary, like I said earlier, Zachary Ryder won that intercontinental championship, and Carter Hunter has been a jobber for I don't know how long. It'd be nice for you to actually give him a good uh, chance. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to bet on them. Fucking Carter Hunter and Zachary Ryder fucking win this match, man. Since the revival was bitch, I mean, it's been rumored the revival was like they didn't want to like resign because they weren't really being uh, pushed as they wanted to, and they want to go to like AEW, and all of a sudden they became the champions. So, you know what? 
I would give it to the Carr Hoggins and Zack Ryder because I think that's like one of the last uh, made up matches for the WrestleMania. So, yeah, that's uh, pretty much all the card. See how close I am to the predictions of this WrestleMania. Uh, hope y'all uh, have a good time at WrestleMania. I'll be watching this with my my family, and uh, have a good old time getting drunk and, and just having a good old time watching this. Uh, hope you enjoy this uh, podcast here. Be sure to give them star five star ratings on uh, Apple, the Apple Podcast and Google Play. And I uh, hope you uh, enjoy this next week, or you know, I hope it's next week. But next time we're going to do this podcast. All right, guys. Until next time, this is your host, DJ Stas, signing off, saying peace. Sign outro. Down the years, it's been a ride. And now I'm sorry, I'm all, it's not in tonight. And on and on, as we go, we seem to fight. But baby, that's just the way we love. And only in the dark do we see our sunlight. Home is where we were, home is where we want to be And yes, we don't have time to say goodbye And this ain't the last time Now this time before we go Raise your hands, raise your toes Time is something special just like love before it starts to snow It's crazy how the years have gone Memories are the drug we're on But darling, just remember that there's never a goodbye There's There's never a goodbye
Let's go Show me where you've gone When you come back home